Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. Hey, I want to thank you for joining me on the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. Thank you for joining me on the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. Man, our studio, we've gone through some upgrades recently. So we've added acoustical tiles. Uh, we had a local artist come in and put some murals on the on the walls, and I'm really liking it. <laughs> okay. Do you? What do you think about the artist? I mean, did they do a good job? The the art that I see is to my liking. Yes. Okay, fantastic. You know what I love about it? You know, I mean, they've got this mural of, you know, out one window we have the view of the beautiful Tennessee River, and then on the opposite wall where I would normally be just looking at a wall, they've painted like a a beautiful scene with trees and the banks and the river going. And, my favorite part about it is the person in the boat. It's like the the sole person, you know, floating by. And the, it reminds me of that scene in Goodwill Hunting. Okay. You know where the guy does the uh, Robin Williams has the painting on the wall. Yeah. Of the guy in the boat. Okay. And then the uh, Matt Damon character is trying to you know psychoanalyze it. And he's like, oh, there's a man in a boat, you know, oh, it must be like you're, you know, on an island. And Robin Williams says, well, it's painted by numbers, so. Right. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, the scene from uh, Goodfellas, where they're like, you know, they have the picture of the dogs, and he's like, oh. you know, uh, this dog's looking this way, this dog's looking this way, and this guy's going, uh, what do you want from me? All right. <laughs> Yeah. One dog's looking over here, one dog's looking over there. And the guy's going, eh, what do you want from me, all right? <laughs> and, then he, and then he says, uh, Saturday morning sales meeting. It's a podcast about everything automotive. Eh, it's casual. It's casual. So, welcome. Thank you for being here uh, for yet another episode of Saturday morning sales meeting. What number are we on, John? Do you know? Dude, I, I'm getting think close to 90. Yeah, we're around 80. We have like 105 recorded, okay. and I think we've released 78. Okay. Something like that. All right. So we're not, we haven't breached, so we haven't breached that 80 mark yet. Not yet. Yeah, it's funny. I, I've talked to people, and uh, I'm like, yeah, we've done like 100 podcasts. And then I go to upload the newest one, and I'm like, well, crap, this is episode 74. Right. Or whatever, you know. You're, yeah, you're a car sales guy. What, uh, what's numbers? What? <laughs> it's like 100. <laughs> You've what? done 62. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like 100. Yeah, it's, it's almost 50. 100. Yeah. A little but more, no, a little I mean, less, I don't know. But literally, we have recorded over 100. Right. But we haven't released all of the ones that we've recorded. No. And Thankfully. Know, yeah. By the grace of God, we never will. <laughs> Well, it's yeah. funny. We have a lot of earlier ones that we go back and we'll listen to. And we're like, that was a good topic, but let's redo it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, of course, you know, I love some of the early. I, I wish there was a way that, uh, you know, we could release our, our, like, number six episode that we recorded and release it now. And... Uh, and make fun of it? Well, <laughs> well, it's just we couldn't do it because the audio was different. Yeah. You know, just we didn't have the studio. Correct. It, it's just people would know. Oh, they'd know. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, but we would probably, you know, record some uh, early piece to stick on the front end to say, all right, now this one was recorded back in. Uh, <laughs> we would put a disclaimer yes. out, you see? All right. Well, let me play something for you here, Ray. Uh, you really want to play it? So let's say a customer calls you up today and they want a lease payment or a bottom line price on a new car. You might start out like this. I'll tell you what, you picked a great time to call us on a new Subaru Outback. With your permission, what I'd like to do is ask you a few questions about the Outback you're considering. That way, you'll know we're both talking about the same vehicle. Would that be okay? Of course the customer's going to say yes. First question I'd follow that up with is, how familiar are you with a Subaru Outback? Now, adapt that to what... Alright. Alright, let's stop right there. So, I don't know that this would be included in the final edit. I just played a clip of another sales trainer. Yeah. And, you know, if we're not going to play the clip, if that gets edited out, let me summarize. Uh, he says, in a phone-up, when the customer calls and says, hey, I'm wondering if you still have this vehicle. And he says, hey, with your permission, I'd like to ask you some questions about that vehicle. Right. <laughs> Number one... Uh, we'll get into that because that's crap. Right. But then, <laughs> then he says, then I would follow that up with, uh, what did he say? How familiar are you with yeah. the Subaru Outback? Yeah. Well, I'm familiar with the one I saw online right. that I want to know if you have it or Those not. Those are two crap questions. Right. You're right off the bat. You're wasting my time. Yeah. So yeah. right off the bat, in the first 15 seconds of the phone call, if I'm the customer, I'm saying... All right, here we go. Yeah, I got a salesman on here. Right, and I got to play the game or else yeah. I'm not going to get the information. So, yeah, may or may not participate. But, yeah, I, I, I am not a fan of anything that just occurred right there. And I think it, it goes on to get even worse where, you know, his, his next question is, have you driven the Subaru Outback? Well... <laughs> Uh, come on, man! Really? I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm already you know invested almost two solid minutes with you, and I had one simple question, and now you're just wasting my time. I mean, not to mention the fact that a Subaru Outback customer probably has owned four Subaru Outbacks right. in the last. I mean, this is an old video. This is from 2014. Okay. Uh, so maybe you know this guy's changed his approach. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. No, I'm sure he's still spitting out that same stuff. But he does go on to another point that we want to address, which is expanding the options in the customer's mind. Yes, yes. Which now we he are nails fans that. of. Yes. Yeah, he nails it on right? that. Right? Because are they only interested, and in, I think as he continues to uh, dive into this scenario, uh, he specifies that it's a, a pre-owned that the customer's looking at, right? Mm -hmm. Well, is the customer only interested in any pre-owned on our lot? Probably not. If they're a pre-owned customer, they are open to other options, right? I mean, even if it's just your model. Yeah, I'm not sure I followed that completely. Um yeah, no, I agree. It, it's 
most customers, all right, let's, let's just go through, I do this in my training sessions, is let's start from the customer's point of view, step one. You know, my, my car is giving me trouble, I need to replace it, or it's getting old, or you know, whatever. I yeah. want a new car. Well, what do they do? They get online and they say, you know, let me look at reviews of specific cars. You know, I've kind of been thinking about this make and model. Let me look at those reviews. Right. Let me look at similar vehicles. A friend of mine picked one of these up the other day. I really liked it, or I saw these on the road, and, you know, I've always wanted one similar to that. All right, so we kind of start researching vehicles as a customer. Then we want to know the financials of it. You know, what is my current car worth? What am I approved for? What's my credit look like? You know, we do all this kind of legwork as a customer before we ever engage with a dealership normally. Right. So by the time we've done all this research, we, we think as a customer, in the customer state of mind, I've done all my legwork, I've found the car that I want. Right. Now I just want to make sure it's still there and I want to get the lowest price. Right. So that's when I pick up the phone and call the dealer. Yeah. And say, hey. And, and it, it fit within, let's say, which you uh, speak to a lot, seven out of ten of the things that I want in my next vehicle. Right. And it's a price that sounds reasonable or at least within reason of what I'm considering on my spend for this vehicle. Right, right. So, yeah, we are never going to find the 10 out of the 10 vehicle. You right. know, it's never going to be new enough. It's never going to have low enough miles. It's never going to have all the right equipment. Right. But, or, or be a, a price that's just way below market. A, amen. But, like you said, it meets 7 out of the 10 criteria. So I pick up the phone and I call the dealer and I say, Hey, I notice you have a 2018 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited. Is it still there? Yeah. Now, when the person on the other, other end of the phone says... Talking about the salesperson. Yeah. When the salesperson says, hey, great, uh, with your permission, I'd like to ask you more questions about it. Have you driven a Jeep right. Cherokee? Right. I mean, come on. No. Yeah. No. Right. But on the other hand, I think what is a great approach is, hey, wonderful, Mr. Customer. I'm so glad you called. We've had a lot of activity on that vehicle. Yeah. We've had a lot of phone calls, a yeah, lot of visitors. Yeah, we have a lot of interest in that one. Yeah, you, you've made a wise decision. Yeah. I, before I waste your time, I want to check and make sure that that's still available. Absolutely. And that should only take me, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes right. to find out. Right, let me ask you, are you calling from homework or cell? Right. We want to gather the customer's information. Right. And then also, I want to say, and let me just make sure, is it just that one that you were interested in? Or if I could find you something similar with the right miles and even save you some money, would that interest you? Well, more often than not, they're going to say yes to that question, and which has done what, John? What did that one question... Well, I'll tell you what it does, right? And I'll phrase it a little bit differently. I mean, it's the same point of view, but, you know, I phrase it as, you know, if I, if I had something very similar, maybe even newer or less miles, or I could save you a little money, would you want to know about those as well? Okay. You know, and I always make a point to say that as well, because I'm going to get you the information on the one you called about. But if I happen to notice something similar that could save you money, would you also want to know about that? And like you're saying, 99 times out of 100, the customer says, well, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Give me the information on that one. But yes, I'd also like to know about similar vehicles right. that were cheaper. That yeah, that may not be online already. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, because I've done a lot of work and I'm not real excited about going back to the drawing board. If you can help me, that would be fantastic. Yeah, and to answer your question, is what it does in the customer's mind is let them kind of admit to themselves that it's not that specific sole vehicle yeah. that they are calling about. That they're looking for, you know, something that checks 10 out of 10 on their checklist and this one met 7 so it's the closest I've found. Right. But if you had something that checked 8 out of the 10 things on my list, certainly I'd be interested in that. Sure. So you're kind of getting the customer to admit to themselves that that's not the only vehicle they're calling about. Right. And I think the way the way the, the guy who we were were referencing did it, um, uh, I think it forces them down a path rather than leading them down a path. I think what we're doing is showing value to the information we're providing and trying to get them to expand their thinking as far as their options. And I, I take it back to I don't care what you're selling, right? That's what. That's why I am dealing with a professional in that industry rather than just going and trying to do it on my own, you know, kicking tires and, and just calling up every random Joe who's posting something on Craigslist. Um, so, it's having a trusted advisor. Right, right. Yeah. And, I, you know, yeah, can, could I draw somebody down the path that he was – Leading, yeah, I mean, I could probably keep them on the hook and, you know, lead them down the path and ultimately show value in them coming into the dealership. But I would much rather have gained their trust in saying, hey, you're focused on this. I'm focused on this. I want to provide you that information. While I'm getting that, have you thought of this other aspect? That's the key. It, it, it's We're providing an ancillary benefit. Right. You know, yes, I am totally engaged in in the goal that you have, and we're aligned in getting that information together. And on top of that, I also want to get you this other information. Yeah, if it's a value to you. Yeah. Right? I mean, you certainly have those people who go, no, absolutely not. You know, uh, that's the only one I'm interested in. Uh, if you don't have it, just let me know, and I'll go on to the others that I'm looking at. Okay, great. Let me make sure that it's still here. And, and you know... One thing that comes to mind is, well, the guy calling on the 2002 F-150. Well, how many of those do you have, right? Yeah. I mean, that's an 18-year-old vehicle at this point. You don't have a lot of them. No. You know, that thing's sitting out in the trade lot ready to go to auction. Yeah. And the guy calls and says, hey, is that O2 still available? Yeah. Don't pigeonhole yourself as a salesman to say, man, that's the only old truck we have. Right. You know what? Maybe the guy's got three grand cash and he thinks my credit sucks and that's the only thing I can buy. Yeah. And you say, you know what? What if I could get you in a brand new F-150 Yeah. with your three grand as a down payment? Right. You know, and maybe you need a cosigner, maybe you don't. You know, who knows? We'll work all that out. Yeah. But, but if I could do that, would you be interested? Right. Well, now the guy's going, hey, man, this this salesman, he's going to take me out of an 02 and put me in a 2020. Yeah. 
I mean, now do you think you have control of that conversation? Yes, and it's also the the aspect of I want to provide you the ways to leverage what you have into a vehicle that you're going to like, right? So whether you're thinking, man, I got three three thousand cash and that's it, and you know, I need a I need a truck. Yeah, and this is the only one I found for three grand. And right, like you said, my credit sucks. Nobody's going to want to finance me. Well, hey, you know what? With three thousand down, especially with some of the rebates and incentives we have on them right now, to the bank, you don't look as bad as you think you do. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's it's being creative. Number one, not giving up on a deal. It's working every lead to its fullest extent. But yeah, it comes back to expanding the customer's options, right? Because a customer, like I've said before, is going to come into the conversation thinking that they are fully educated and have one goal in mind. And it's the salesman's responsibility to the customer to serve the customer well to say, hey, I might have some ideas that you haven't thought of that would improve your situation. Right. And, and I like I said, that's true. It doesn't matter what your industry is, right? I mean, it's our job as salespeople to provide you with more options than you're even aware of. You don't deal with this every day, right? They, we're, we are the professionals. We know some you know, uh, other alternatives or ways to, to put this deal together that you may not even have a clue about. And, and I know, Ray, it's happened to you. It's happened to me hundreds of times where you have that customer who you know i mean let's just let's get down to brass tacks here and be frank you have that customer that pulls in in a 500 hundred dollar beater right right and they're looking to get in another beater and you put them in a brand new vehicle zero mile you know it's got 15 miles from where it was pulled off the truck right and you get them financed they love the dealerships they love you you know they never thought they could accomplish that that's the kind of thing that salesmen chase i believe oh yeah is that feeling of yeah sure you know i made a lot of money last month I, you know i made a lot of gross on the but what they remember is that little old lady that they helped get into a brand new ford focus you know she's never owned a brand new car before yeah Pulled up in a 92 Tempo <laughs> and leaves in a 2020 Ford Focus. Yeah, that's, that's the good stuff, man. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> well, Ray, I want to thank you for joining me here on the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. That's twice in one episode. That I've mentioned the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River? No, that you thanked me. And thank you, John. Ray, I cannot thank you enough, man. This is... Uh, I'm so glad we do this podcast. I you know, am we, too. We talked about it for years. Yep. And well, then, uh, and I want to thank our listeners. One of us finally took action. Right. And I am glad you appreciated my action. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we hope you'll join us again.
If you would like to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right. And these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right. Simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.